Welcome to A Sex Worker's Guide to the Galaxy, a show where the answer to life, the universe, and everything is sex workers. I'm your host, Parker Westwood, and it is my pleasure to bring to you today someone that I had the privilege of meeting when they came to visit Detroit around the time of my birthday. They actually came to a birthday party of mine Y'all don't need to know all of this, but it was a lovely time. Lots of pole dancing uh, and merriment was had, and we immediately connected. I'm talking about the one and the only Amber Delise, and I immediately knew I needed to have them on the what was then just a pipe dream of a podcast, and here we are. The podcast is real, and I did, uh, did have her on their show, so... Get ready, buckle your seatbelts. This is a good one. We talk about how she has curated dates for clients, how she's drawn the kind of clients that she wants to her and her business. And we also talk about dating woes and tribulations, uh, among many other things. It's a it's a pretty rich interview. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And um, I I see Amber on the show in the future as well, so be prepared for that. In any case, enjoy the interview. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Mm, I'm so happy to be here with you. Yay! Okay, so for everyone, uh, we're here with Amber Delise. Uh, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself the way you prefer to be introduced. Um, So include pronoun and and all of that jazz. Oh, wow. I've never, I've not introduced myself yet on the podcast. Um, I am Amber Delise. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a woman on the internet that you can spend time with. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Keep it simple. How would you classify the work that you do or describe the work that you do? Yeah, um, so I definitely use the term sex worker, um, but I I prefer companion. <clears throat> um, I'm fine with escort, uh, but yeah, I do full service sex work, and I noticed that in my work, I lean toward having longer bookings um, that I can, um, where I can help clients access deeper levels of intimacy within themselves. So, yeah, wonderful, and we're gonna talk more about that in a bit because I know that's a a topic we want to dive into um but just to get a little background how did you get started in the industry Mm, yeah so I birthed Amber at the end of 2017 but I've been in the sex work industry since 2008 I think I, I never remember if it's 2008 or 2009 but I started as a dancer and I really, really loved being a dancer. Um, I know everyone has uh, different um, experiences, but for me in my city of Boulder, uh, which is a very small city, and um, it was just really empowering. And I really loved being there with my girlfriends and um, experiencing my body in new ways and sensuality in new ways and dance and performance. And so I took that and I uh, created some 
um, private events around uh, reclaiming the stereotypes of the strip club uh, for the divine feminine. <clears throat> so I hosted those for about um, a couple of years. And then I tried doing arrangements for a while as we sometimes do. And for me, it did not work very well. Um, I never found what I was looking for. And then uh, I found this industry at the end of 2017 and I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I want. I want the like container ship and the exactness and the, um, yeah, the ability to create um, experiences for people. So I love that. Also the, the events that you had planned, I want those right meow. Like I want those now in the world. I mean, obviously COVID's here, but after COVID, I want those in, in our lives. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was so much fun to do and and such a wild journey <laughs> for for some time. They were kind of um, like private underground events in Boulder um, that I hosted, and they 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 took quite a lot out of me. But they were yeah, I loved them. They're such a beautiful memory. Oh, it sounds like it. Uh, I have yeah. so many more questions about those things, but maybe we can... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that is way too cool. Um, it kind of like I don't know if you've heard of the comic um safe sex no, no I don't think so the comic? it's a comic I'm going to put that mm. in the show notes but I'm also going to mm-hmm. I I wish I remembered names I'm like cursing myself for not having like names at the ready for this but it's a comic called safe sex and it's like this underground um the world is saved by sex workers but there's like this mm. underground um sex worker situation of like parties oh and- I need that yeah that sounds great (laughs) it's really great um yeah so it reminds me of that I will send you a link for that but I'll also put it in the show notes for anyone listening one of the questions I had written down is like what what has your journey looked like um like to get to the work that you do now Mm -hmm. um so I know you kind of took us through the like step-by-step play-by-play uh logistical part but like I don't know how would you describe your journey are there any sort of like growth moments that you would want to talk about Mm, yeah um so I I started Amber actually as um as a just the website I because so and this is kind of embarrassing but I'll share it anyway um so maybe you're familiar with yeah (laughs) with the show the girlfriend experience on stars Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, which of course, like, we're just like, um, like that <laughs> she's so cold, like how could she get, you know, but mm-hmm. at the, t- at the time I was, you know, I was watching it and I remember, um, and this is before Amber, I was watching, I think it's like the second episode and I don't remember the character's name. So sorry, um, to stars, but, <laughs> um, the, um, there's a scene where the, you know, the main character, the, the woman who's like thinking about getting into escorting is looking at her best friend's um, website online, um, her best friend's like escort website. And I just remember when she was looking at it, I kept like pausing it and I was like, oh, like there's like an etiquette page and there's like, you know, a gallery and there was like, it's very like well-designed. And I was like, do these websites like exist? Like how, I like had no idea. And um, because my, um, my work had been very entrepreneurial, like I've been an entrepreneur in many different ways um, since like, yeah, since 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd done a lot of work around um, like in the online space and creating my own websites for different like iterations of, of really of myself. 
um, but of like my businesses and building like different brands around different things um, in my civilian world. And so, yeah, I guess my first thought was like, if I had a website, how would I create it? Like if I, if I were an escort, <laughs> you know, and this wasn't yeah. so far off for me because obviously I'd mentioned I was a dancer and I'd done an arrangement. So it wasn't just like, you know, let's, let's like be an escort. But I was like, what, what would I ask for? Or what would I like, really want to call in or like what kind of clients would I want to have like my mind just kind of started doing that um, from like an entrepreneurial perspective and so that's how I started creating my website without so much the intention of like being Amber um, but I was like this is like what creating websites at the time was just like a palette for creation and playfulness and um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know I don't like I don't really like using the word manifesting but like for you know calling in or setting intention so that's kind of what I did and my website now doesn't look anything like that and now I think about that website and I'm like oh that was not super great but I <laughs> you know I tried my best at the time and mm -hmm. um I know that um, so I'm, I'm a writer as well and so I just wanted to like write out like exactly what I was wishing for um and so then once I had it I was like well, how do clients find this website? <laughs> it sounds like that yes. was kind of like the pathway. It was like Amber's a very like digital human, like where she exists, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, and then, you know, found ads and, and all of that and found um, some of our peers' websites, um, who is now just funny to think about. It's like now I now we've like gone to brunch together and all of that. And they started as like people where I was like, I really, really admire so much about your site and the design and photos and everything. Um so yeah, so that's like how Amber started. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is um, maybe a, a common story, but I think for the first year and a half of my work, um, it was really just a lot of work around boundaries, um, mm -hmm. just personal boundaries and, um, you know, encountering all the kind of common stereotypes of boundary pushing in the industry, um, time, rate, you know, just everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, and just figuring out um, my, figuring out my, my worth and my value and like what I uniquely had to bring to the industry. I'm pretty sure when I started, I did all the like common things that you see of just like high-end escort. I'm making quote, quote signs right now in the air, uh, like high-end <laughs> escort, like elite only, or like, you know, all those like phrases that now I, I see them and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, and it's, it is, it's sweet. Cause it's like, I see what you want. And like, this is, you know, the, the kind of cookie cutter, like, way that some of us start and then we kind of like find like what is our unique expression through this um mm -hmm. and so that yeah that was part of part of my journey <laughs> yeah oh that's also relatable yeah and I'm, I'm curious more about you too like did you have a similar journey when you started Parker and maybe I mean, you said this is another podcast so I don't want to no that's totally things, but I, totally yeah, I'm okay. really curious yeah, I, I had a very similar experience and I feel like I'm still, I mean, coming, coming into like who I am as Parker, it feels like a journey in as much as it's like a, the same journey through life where I'm like coming into myself um, repeatedly. But yeah, Parker, I was so, if I think about my old website, it was so... <laughs> boring like the the, the, <laughs> the copy was just fine like I was actually pretty proud of the yeah. copy um but yeah, I was just I so you. afraid to be any semblance of myself like mm -hmm. like take to allow 
my in real life, like my civilian self into my Parker identity, like really scared me for some reason. Um, Mm. And then the more I allowed that to happen and like really find a comfort, uh, a comfortable place in Parker and like being Parker, um, I was just like, oh, this is so much easier. Like there's so much less energy when you can just kind of show up as yourself. Mm. Oh, I feel like you put that so eloquently. And as you were saying that, I was picturing like of a flower that's like really tight, like and trying and like trying to bloom and just kind of like this like resistance of of not wanting to share. I mean, and for so many reasons, right? Um, we want to mm-hmm. protect and um yeah, keep our civilian selves separate. And it's such a journey of figuring out like what to like where to be porous and where that the porousness like leads to possibility and where what where we really don't want to share too and like that's yeah it's such a tension um yeah so I'm just really glad that you said that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I'm definitely I'm also like going on a dating journey and I feel the same sort of thing coming up right now so oh it's, my god that's very <laughs> much in my face right now <laughs> Oh, yes, me too. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, I love, so as you were talking, I was just like falling in love with how intentional you are. And this is a thing I've noticed about you, like as we've spoken, um, the few times we've gotten to speak and spending time mm. with you is that you're very thoughtful and intentional about most of like all the things that you do. Um mm. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity because we've talked a little bit about wanting to bring this up in the podcast of like curating an experience um, on your dates with with clients. Um, so if you if you wouldn't mind like talking a little bit about like what goes into curating an experience for a client and like your process with that or what you think about beforehand. Mm, yeah, so. I would say it, um, of course, it depends on the client and the like the length of time, but I think I'll answer from the perspective of like someone I've, someone I've seen before and that it's maybe like a, a longer date, like a 24 hour, 48 hour date. I love hypotheticals. Um, <clears throat> Let's do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cause I definitely, you know, um, yeah. And I, I was thinking about this earlier, like I, I, w- I don't put the same amount of like intention, which isn't to say I'm just like floating around, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, anchorless in shorter dates, but there's just more intention um, mm-hmm. and there's more time to plan when I am also being like valued and, and, and given like a space to like expand into. So mm-hmm. when there's more time. Um, so, so now, so this is an interesting question, especially right now um, during COVID, because right. a lot of my um, my skills at so I, I used to be a journalist, and um, I f- I have a really strong sense of landing in any city that I'm in. Um, I have a strong sense of figuring out like where where the where the culture is, um, and um, you know, getting help from the right people and um, not doing like so much like touristy things, but things that um, have some essence and heart of the, of the city in them. So, so that it has been a little bit disrupted um, because of COVID because of things are closed or they're closing or they're, <clears throat> you know, and you can't even, 
depend on a website saying something is open because someone might have just caught COVID and so they're closed for the two weeks that you're there. Mm -hmm. So I have, so my answers can be a little bit different. So I have had to be more creative around things to do inside, um, things to do indoors. So, I mean, I can plan anything as simple as like, um, <clears throat> you know, one of my clients, uh, we really, we're both writers. And so, um, and he has sent me in the past um, a book of, of poetry um, or a couple of books of poetry. So, so first of all, I, I track that. Um, and, you know, we all have our ways of tracking things, whether it's like in notebooks or in spreadsheets um, about clients. And mm -hmm. um, for me, like I'll, I might track like interests and um, especially gifts too, that they'll send. Um, and like, I will kind of, mine is such a like data word, but I'll like mine that for um, for ideas, uh, for mm -hmm. both of us to go deeper or connect. So, you know, I saw this client, like, I mean, I know him and I know, also know that he's a writer. And, um, so I set up a, um, a, a poetry night for like a poetry slam, um, but for the two of us, like inside of our hotel Cute. and, um, and this is pretty, like pretty simple, um, nothing elaborate, but I brought, um, so another, <laughs> this is just going to get weird real fast, but I brought, so he, <laughs> he knows I love, um, God, what was it? Oh, <laughs> he knows I love um, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> like, so yes. this is going to get confusing. But, and like, and I, <laughs> um, please know if you're listening to this, please don't send me Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> just like, it's, but anyway, so he's, he's just really sweet and he'll bring me like a little pack of Sour Patch Kids. So I, um, I'll kind of like binge on them after a dinner sometimes. And so I, <laughs> so I yes. had them and I had, I was like, this poetry night is sponsored by Sour Patch Kids. And like, oh and God. I also had, um, it was a really ridiculous, but it was also like after dinner, we both had a couple of drinks of wine. We're a little feeling a little whimsical. So and then I had, um, I had my little Bose speaker. I know a lot of us bring like a little speaker on, on tours or for flying to use, um, you know, for music. And so I had my speaker and I'd set up like a bunch of poetry books, um, two that he had sent me, which I brought with me. Um, and then two of, um, of, from my favorite poets. And so I had them on the table. Um, and then I, I knew that he um, was also a writer. And so, um, you know, I was kind of planning that maybe he would he would read something. And then I also had some of my own personal poetry and I chose a poem that, you know, I felt comfortable sharing with him. And so mm -hmm. I just I, I just sort of played the role of like like presenter. Like I, I told him to get out of the room so that I could like set it up. And, you know, I had him come in and I was like, welcome to the, <laughs> to the like COVID-19 poetry reading, like, oh, the, like the COVID friendly that. poetry, whatever. I feel like I'm not telling the story super well, but um, yeah. And so I also, since I had the speaker, I was, I was able to play um, some of my favorite poets have read um, their poetry online, of course, like on their website. So I would, I would like have us read a poem to each other, like stand up on the stage, which was like the, where the TV was in the, in the hotel suite or right. something and like <laughs> get up and then I'd play like a, like a clapping track on like the phone or something. Oh my God. Yes. It was, it was, it was really like whimsical and silly, but you know, it, it, I have a bend toward or a leaning toward being theatrical. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, diving into that for me with a client, like at first can feel, um, you know, I can feel nervous and like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm like have anxiety about it, but if I just like pour myself into the role, um, I find that like, they'll go along with it with me. And, um, 
perhaps maybe find me more endearing if they book me again. <laughs> I, I find out the next time if they found it too weird or if they found it endearing. Yes. Um, yeah. And then it, it, you know, it just, when I think about it from the lens of like our work, you know, it just, it, it breaks things up. Um, you know, when you, especially if it's a long booking and you're, you know, kind of sort of stuck in the hotel for, for most of it. And I know that, um, and I mean, I'll speak from my experience, but like that might feel anxiety inducing of like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, you know, it's like three days, like, what am I going to do with this time during COVID? Like, we can't go out like very much. And um, I think that bringing in aspects of theater and immersive theater um, into our work in a way that is um, either, you know, something simple honoring what the client, like an interest the client has, or something like even a little bit deeper that um, kind of traverses more like deeper or deeper emotional spaces. Um, depending on what the client's open to and what you're open to. Um, it's just a really fun, creative way to, to pass the time um, and connect with each other. So, <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I love that so much. That's so good. Um, yeah, I would love that. That sounds like, like maybe we should just do that one day. <laughs> like yeah. Poetry <laughs> slam. That's so great. I also, I like, um, when you were saying like bringing in elements of theater and like making that makes you feel like nervous at times because it's just kind of out of the box. Um, I relate to that in a really big way of like, so, cause it, I don't want to do the same date over and over again. Um, yeah. And our clients don't really either. No, no. Who wants yeah. that? So yeah. it's, you, it's nerve wracking to kind of get vulnerable um, in that way where you're like, these are things I know you're interested in and I'm interested in too. Um, let's get weird about it. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, wonderful. Totally. I love that example. That sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I was describing it. I was like, I don't know that I'm doing a good job of, of this, but um, I'm glad you. Oh no, yeah, I was there with okay you. With I think you did great. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's fun and whimsical and then also like there were parts of it that were very personal you know like when I was sharing my poetry and when he was sharing some of his writing you know and I felt I feel like sometimes when we have that you know container um that we're able to share more um intimate parts of ourselves and it and it feels safe and feels okay and you know obviously checking in if it if it doesn't but yeah absolutely yeah sharing art is one of my oh, my favorites yes. yeah yeah I love that Cool. I'm going to move on to another question because I have so many for you. How do you find the clients that you want or how do you like draw the clients that you want to get to you? Because um, we all know, we all know that like in the beginning, <laughs> we get a lot that we don't want. Um, unfortunately, they're mm -hmm. just assholes in this world. Um, but yeah, how would you, how have you gone about to kind of cultivate a clientele or hone in on your clientele? Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, when I think about the answer to that question, I think the, and I go back to, you know, kind of 2018 for me and early 2019, it was a lot of, a lot of no's and um, to, you know, those clients you mentioned, um, a lot of no's. Um, I, 
I just started to get really rooted into um, what I was desiring. And I know like it isn't for everyone. I mean, I met a lot of um, fellow providers who were like, Jesus Christ, like I would not want to spend that much time, you know, like that's not for me. Um, but for me, like how I ideally would want to run my business is I'd want to work just a couple of times a month and do like 24 hour, 48 hour dates um, mm -hmm. where I can dive really deep and then have a lot of expanse of like my solo Amber time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that just works for me. And, and I think I figured that out, um, when I started to get like, um, six to eight hour dates. Um, and I was like, Ooh, this allows me to have a part of me come alive. That isn't as, po as much possible for like, um, you know, I think at the time I was doing an hour or 90 minutes, mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's always, there's always some curation when it comes to any type of date of like how long we're going to spend, you know, with this glass of wine and whatever, but mm -hmm. it, it didn't give me the same um, sense of aliveness or juice as like a six hour date where I was like, oh, I get to plan, you know, where we're going in the city. And then there's this botanical garden nearby. And then there's this, and I've been lucky enough where clients have really let me lead in that way. Um, like have just sort of trusted me, like whether, whether I was living there or not, like mm -hmm. in the city that I was in. And so I think with, when I started to see that and then still kind of got those, like those other types of clients we mentioned um, or clients, <laughs> quote unquote, um, I was like, oh, this is the direction I want to go. Like, absolutely. And so I, you know, I, I took, for, for me, what worked is like, I, I took my phone number off everything. Um, I still somehow get texts. I don't know how, but like <laughs> took my phone number off everything because I just noticed that when, when people contacted me through the phone, um, as I, when I, when I think right now about who my regulars are and who I adore the most, none of them contacted me through my phone. It was always like a, it was like a long, a long, you know, answer on my, like, why do you want to meet me on my screening form? Just like mm -hmm. very professional and very um, open and polite. And so I was like, I'm going to take a risk and like take my phone number off. Um, so super simple thing. Um, and then, and then I, you know, on my Twitter, I pretty much exclusively, like when I do the whole client post thing of like, this was my date, I will almost exclusively post about, or I started to just post about like the longer dates and the curation and the like more experiential things. Mm -hmm. um, so that then I could draw more of that in, right? So then like the idea being like, then a person might see that and like someone who would want that kind of date with a provider um, mm -hmm. might contact me and see that like, I'm open to that. Um, and then, yeah, I would also say it's definitely personal work for me. Um, mm -hmm. and like just my own personal journey of, um, learning how to have boundaries and also keep my heart open. Um, and I feel like that if for me, when I'm, when I'm learning something, sometimes I do sort of like a pendulum swing like I'll go like all the way over to one side and you know if, if if we're talking about boundaries that might be you know I, I'll be very like defensive or protective right and then it's like I kind of swing back and I'm like oh actually but I do want to be in my heart and I want to be open so how can I like have this in a way that's more empowered and then I'll just like sort of swing and, and land um, where I'm supposed to be when I'm learning something and then another thing I would say is really treasuring the clients who um, represent what you want. Um, I, you know, as I would get like one or two where I was like, oh, like this, this human um, 
you know, wants to spend long periods of time with me, is able financially to spend long periods of time with me. Um, and also really for me wants to talk about like pretty deep things, um, mm-hmm. you know, get, get very um, intimate and, and share with me. And, um, you know, when I would see, you know, one per- person come, come into my life like that, I, I would make sure that I was, you know, in not like over texting or over emailing or anything like that, but just really trying to make sure that they felt seen and held. Um, mm-hmm. And in, in the, from that perspective, um, I've studied a lot of um, relational dynamics and communication work in my life um, because I'm just genuinely incredibly interested in it. Yeah. Um, I studied with Esther Perel um, and I, I, she's amazing. Um, cool. And she, yeah, I, I studied with her a few times in New York and um, I studied like nonviolent communication and authentic mm-hmm. relating and, um, you know, a bunch of different modalities, which I think for me, um, they just, in, they inform how I communicate, um, especially when I'm really trying to facilitate a deep connection. Um, and then I think, I'm not sure if I'm even making a list here, but I, I think like just like genuine care. Um, I if I have a conversation with a client and I'm able to get to something um, to a level where they're sharing something really vulnerable, um, it does. Like I, I feel, I feel care for them and the ways that I can comfortably um, and healthfully show that to them. Um, I, I definitely engage in that. Um, and I, and I want to, and again, you know, that goes back to boundary work. Like I also don't like want to fully like let them into my personal life. And that's really important. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a, ugh, it's such a balance. I hope that was enough. Yeah. It was so, so good. There's actually like a, a thing that I'm holding on to in what you said, the mm. maintaining boundaries, but keeping my heart open. Mm. Um, like, I feel like, I don't know. I want that. I want that somewhere where I can see it. Um, cause I think that's so key in, I mean, in life in general, but definitely in the work that we do of mm-hmm. like knowing, like, doing the work to know what my boundaries are. And sometimes that's a little bit of trial and error. Um, And then Mm -hmm. declaring, but also holding those boundaries while remaining open is such a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And yeah, and I want to say again too, it's like I I in no way feel like I have everything figured out and it's it's like a constant journey. and, um, And I like that too. Like I like when, I like when I feel challenged by by a regular who you know he he might not even realize what um what he's asking or something or we're in like a conversation and I, I had this happen recently on a a three day with a client where um we were talking about one of my best friends uh Geneva Lenz she's a photographer mm-hmm. and um we were chatting about her and just offhandedly he was because I was like she's home for the holiday for Thanksgiving and and he was like oh like where's home for her and I just was like I was like nope (laughs) and I was like well Mm -hmm. I'll let you I'll let her answer that you know and it's just like that's kind of you know maybe an easy thing that but for me it was like we're like three days into our thing and I'm feeling very like open but it's like I need to constantly be connected to like this is a provider client relationship and and then Mm -hmm. I said that and I was like yeah you'll need to ask her and I didn't like say it like how how you know how dare you ask that or anything Mm -hmm. like I was just like oh yeah like you're gonna need to ask her about that like with little like smile and wink and he, he was like oh my god I'm sorry like I wasn't thinking like, of course I shouldn't have asked that. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yep. Like, no worries. Um, so yeah, like, I guess when I say that, I think about just like the, 
responding with compassion too is important. You know, not, not all clients are trying to like screw us over or like get personal information. Like sometimes it's just like an honest mistake and you being um, empowered and compassionate in sharing your boundary can sometimes be like something they deeply admire and maybe they like even more for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, I think oftentimes like if they, if they flub up like that, right. Where like, if they have a moment where they feel comfortable enough to ask that question, it means you're doing your job right. Um, Mm. in that they're comfortable and like, like basically forgot. Right. And part of, I think sometimes for me, part of, um, being in this work and doing this work and part of the job is maintaining boundaries like that and being, being the one to remember that those are the boundaries. Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love your reflections. I feel like you're so eloquent. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I just have, I just have a really beautiful thing to reflect right now. So Ah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I wish on, I was just thinking um, a few minutes ago, I was like, man, I love that this is a podcast and, and all that, but I really wish people could see your eyes right now because you have just like really beautiful eyes. Um, So oh, just thank you. for the record, everyone listening, like, <laughs> yes, yes. Amber Delise has beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. This is where it just turns into like a flirt fest between Of course, and 100%. Amber. Yes. <laughs> yeah. By the end of it, it'll, this will just be on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> moaning and all sorts of things. 100%. It's like podcasts, we're naked, you have no idea, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pay for the sound of us being naked 100%. I mean you know there's a market for that there's a market for everything it's one of it the really things is. if you I'm... can think about it someone will pay for it 100% it, this industry never ceases to amaze me mm-hmm. um yeah so and like this brings kind of brings me to my next question too is just um speaking of the industry mm-hmm. uh I and I asked this I want to ask this to everyone because it's a. Uh, I think it's an important question and everyone has like a slightly different answer to it so I'm fascinated by it um but what do you what do you wish or what's what's something that you wish people would understand about your work specifically or the industry as a whole either or is fine Mm. when you say people do you mean people in the civilian world or Mm -hmm. or okay Mm, okay yeah I'm Mm -hmm. thinking civvy world specifically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I notice when you ask that, my heart starts to feel a little like pain. And so I think I, I definitely feel some like tenderness around this. Um, uh, you know, something that I'm coming up against right now is um, around relationship and dating, um, you know, as we were talking about in the beginning, um, you know, and then we, this is a common refrain, you know, that everyone's heard is like sex work is work. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I find that for me, the the men that I am trying to date um, really hit a wall there and um, will kind of go into a space of like, oh, like you're a sex worker. Like, that's totally fine. Like we can be non-monogamous. And I'm like, that's not that that's not the same. (laughs) Like if you think that, yeah. And like, and I'm, I'm not like a strictly monogamous person. Um, I, I believe that that should flow from the commitment and 
um, agreements in the relationship and then you mm-hmm. can open it and close it and it's fine, it, it, but it comes from devotion and commitment. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm experiencing a sense of like, um, ugh, I just had a situation where someone I was dating told me that um, he would want a uh, 24 hour period of waiting to see me before uh, or after I saw a client. Interesting. Your face, your face right now, Parker. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could. <laughs> we could share this because that's exactly how I felt. I was, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> there's so much. Just, there's so much. There's so much. It brought up so much for me around, yeah, shaming, sig- you know, stigma, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, <sighs> and um, yeah, and at the same time, like I understand that there may be things in a relationship where you can like help the person feel more comfortable, but this, so when I asked him to explain more, which luckily I didn't burst into a ball of flames and anger. Um, and I just was like, tell me more about that. (laughs) (laughs) I may have also burst into a ball of flames, like at another time with him. This is when your communication skills come in in handy. Yeah. (laughs) Nonviolent communication. Nonviolent. As much as I wanted to be violent. Um, yes. uh, yeah. As an aside, I told a client this and he was like, um, is that the significant other equivalent of can I be your first client of the day? And I was like, yes, thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, going back. I um, love that the client so, got it. That's great. Yeah. My client totally got it. And I was like, 100%. yeah, thank you. Um, anyway, so yes, coming back to calmness. Um, so I was like, tell, <laughs> tell me more about that. Like, why do you want that? And he was like, well, you know, when I've been in non-monogamous relationships in the past like mm-hmm. we've had an agreement of kind of like you know like you know my energy has been with someone else and so maybe I'll like take a t- take, take a day off or whatever and I was like well again like this isn't me like I'm not going and having a an equal you know energetic receiving giving exchange with someone that I desire or lust after or or love and then getting my cup filled from that and then coming back like it's I I am I, this is a, I am emotionally facilitating mm-hmm. something, um, and engaging in intimacy with someone else. And it's, it's, it's for pay, it's for money. So that is my receiving. Um, and I accept that transaction, like completely, like mm-hmm. I am getting paid what I consider well for my emotional presence, my intimacy, my, um, yeah, like all of that, my authenticity yeah. in, in Amber's space anyway. And then I'm coming back, but my emotional, my cup is not full <laughs> from that interaction. Right. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I, I need to go then resource myself, spend time alone, spend time with friends um, to get that back. And for him to say that and basically say, I am not going to be that solace for you. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be that person for you. Oh, it's just like so heartbreaking. <laughs> Yeah. So to answer your question, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like from people who might want to be with us or date us is like the, is to try as much as they can to, to understand that like this, this work is like, like any other work or, or like a therapist or something. I mean, it's not, it's not like any other work because I, I do want, like, I have a, pro- a little bit of a problem with the sex workers work thing too, is like, cause we do, we give so much, like so much of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And there, there is more interaction, like literally with the body mm-hmm. than other work. And that is a different energetic toll. So I think it's more than work. <laughs> it's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like, um, you know, a therapist or something like they need to have practices to reroute and to come back to themselves and 
um, so I just would want someone to know that like we we'd still like need that like this is not um, I guess I'm having trouble finding the words for this but it's it's not something that um, is like having other relationships that nourish us it's 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 a job and the care that we need doesn't get like diminished because of the fact that we're like receiving touch or receiving you know connection through this work right so, and it doesn't yeah. automatically mean that it's an open relationship or a yes polyamorous relationship situation yes yeah I find that's often the assumption um and I guess yeah there's so many things with that there's like dating as a sex worker has so many pieces in it I re- I remember um going on what happened to be a date with this guy I didn't intend it to be a date I was sitting there hanging out with this person and then I realized all of a sudden that it was a date and I was like oh interesting okay there was one point where he was like I asked him like what kind of work he did and then he asked me what I did and I was just like flat out honest and was like I'm a sex worker and immediately he was just like looking out the window just like completely checked out (sighs) And I luck. I mean, luckily, I had no attachment because I didn't even yeah. think of it as a date. Um, yeah. But it was one of those things where I called him on it. I was just like, "Good." Oh, it was. Yes. It was cool because I I didn't have any attachment, so I could be sort of this like boss ass bitch that I really mm. like would hope I would be, even if I did have attachment. You know. Oh, tell me um, more. I must hear more. <laughs> So I I was just kind of like, hey, so as soon as I told you what I did for work, you were gone. Um, So can you tell me about that? And oh, I'm so glad you did this. It was so good. And he was just kind of like, yeah, like I just I can't see myself with um, anyone in in that line of work. And I was just like, interesting. Like, again, the the, tell me more about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Nonviolent communication. (laughs) And and his response was. I mean, he just, it, and I respect it. Cause I was just like, you just know yourself, you know, that you're a monogamous person who sees the work that I do as being in other intimate relationships with people, which is mm-hmm. true, but I agree with you. It is different. And I, I like sex work is work. Um, and I like the way that you put that, that it doesn't like fill my cup. It's not, um, there are moments where it's like beautiful and giving and I, I fucking love my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuanced. It's yeah. yeah. But it's not the same as like being in a relationship with someone in a lot of ways. Um, and then I find out later, cause I'm still friends with this person. I like see them around <laughs> and uh, I find out later, like he's seen providers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of yeah. like, you, sir, are a fascinating beast. Um <laughs> and yeah, but it was it was one of those where I was like, well, I'm glad I got that out of the way with someone who like I wasn't really into. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad you mentioned that like in the moment. That's such a that's a gift. Like I and maybe he, you know, sees it that way or doesn't, but you I feel like you gave him a gift um there's just so many ways that we don't do that and and we all I mean not all the time but like we often like as humans notice when someone else checks out because of something or like Mm -hmm. starts to disassociate and so often like we're not taught to name it but I am I do a lot of study with uh, a man named John Wineland um 
Mm. who's amazing. Uh, I don't know what to call him. I feel like calling him like a relationship guru is just an annoying way of putting it, but he, <laughs> he talks a lot about um, like masculine and feminine, uh, not as gender, but like as energies. Um, and mm. he talks about how like the feminine is um, one of the, the gifts of the feminine is to bring um, awareness in the moment um, for the, for the masculine, what, you know, and again, like not with gender, but like the feminine essence. And I feel like that's, that's what you did. Like, you're just like, I, I am, I am present. I am like conscious to what's happening. And like, this is like my gift to you and like raising, you know, bringing him back to his integrity or consciousness and whether he knows why he would date a provider or not. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I'm just, I'm just really happy you shared that story. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, um, yeah, it just, I resonated so much with like what you were sharing. So that I was just kind of like, I'll share this bit. Um, I also love, like, thank you for pointing it out as a me, like giving him a gift. Cause I certainly was just like, I am laying out, you know, like <laughs> calling him out. Um, but I like seeing it as a gift. Cause it is like, it is one of those things that's like, I think having these hard conversations, confronting these like moments that don't quite sit right um is part of is part of changing the world uh, to put it in a very like maybe dramatic kind of way but like it's those are the small moments that count more than I think we're taught to believe um oh yeah I 100% so. believe that because in that moment you're choosing to go in like to go deeper as opposed mm-hmm. to turn away and so much of yeah what we're shown in society and media is like just like turning away or like brushing things under the rug or something and like no I'm, yeah I'm not about that <laughs> yeah and it's doing it in that way like you mentioned earlier with um with like holding a boundary with that client that asked the qu- a question um and you were just you just mm-hmm. had to be like oh nope I'll you have to ask the other person um it's similar to that where it's like not assuming that someone's coming for you not assuming that someone mm-hmm. means an offense but calling them out or calling them in. I really like that terminology of like calling, yeah, calling someone in and being like, let me, let me tell you what that, what that experience was for me so that you Mm -hmm. can reflect on, on yourself here for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm, Oh my God. We could talk about this forever. Um, I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're getting to like the the juicy heart of of our conversation right now. Yeah. We can always do another episode with Amber Delise (laughs) and Parker Westwood. Um, (laughs) I have some rapid fire questions for you. Ooh. Okay. If you're ready for them. I I think I'm finally caffeinated here. So yes. (laughs) Good. Okay, cool. I have some first ones to get us like in a rhythm of, of being quick paced and then, and then they get juicier from there. Okay. So vanilla or chocolate? Mm-hmm. Why am I thinking so hard about this? Um, <laughs> I'm just like, well, <laughs> this, okay. I need to be better at rapid fire. Clearly this is not my forte. Uh, chocolate. <laughs> we're like, just well, talking about like nonviolent <laughs> communication and I'm like, all right, great. We're going to go in. I'm like, well, the deep thing about vanilla is <laughs> okay. Chocolate. We'll just do chocolate. chocolate. I love it. Okay, pancakes or waffles? Oh, waffles. <laughs> Concert or festival? Concert. Favorite place you've ever been? Uh, Asturias in Spain. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. A book that's on your mandatory reading list. Oh, so many. Oh. I knew, I knew this would be good for you. Oh gosh, I, just one? Just one. <laughs> But it's oh. not the one that's, I didn't word it that way. Just any, any that would be on your mandatory reading list. Especially for us, uh, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Ooh, great last yeah. name. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, definitely, she it. probably got it from you. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I definitely came first. Um, <laughs> uh, a song, a musical artist, or an album that you've been obsessed with lately? Oh, I've been listening to a lot of just like, uh, I saw a, a thread on Twitter on this of my like up to no good, <laughs> up to no good um, songs. Yes. <laughs> so a really hot song that I like is called The Valley by M- Miguel. And this is by no means like a classical piece. This is right. <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah, like an up to no good type of song. So for when Love you're in it. that mood. Mm-hmm. Yes. We always need those playlists. Um, mm-hmm. A secret talent. Hmm. It can also be mostly secret, you know, like maybe people don't guess it right off rip or, or it's okay. something that's not normally seen as a talent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think then I, well, if we're, I feel like I've talked a lot about like uh, conflict out. Conflict alchemy um, would be one, Mm -hmm. Um, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with something else. Uh, I am a mountain goat. Um, So, so I can, I can hike forever, but I I just go slowly, but I, I will like make it to the top. Um, So I, yeah, I love hiking for like eight to 10 to 12 hours um, for like many, many, many miles into the mountains. And so I feel like it's my spirit animal um, is a mountain goat as well. So you get the spirit animal question too. Yes. (laughs) secret mountain goat it's like when you're editing a google doc and you're like the anonymous mountain goat do you know do you know what I'm talking yeah okay (laughs) anonymous hedgehog (laughs) yeah (laughs) Parker are you okay are you over caffeinated um okay if you had one superpower what would it be and why I feel like I'm already really good at this, but I, I have to use conversation to get to it. So I would want the superpower of um, knowing exactly what someone is uh, desiring or what or what is on someone's in someone's heart in in every moment. Mm, I love <laughs> yes. that. That's so good. I feel like it could be used for good and also for evil, but I you know use it for good most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Except for that guy that asked for a 24-hour wait period. Forget on him. <laughs> we all contain, we contain multitudes, you know? It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the last concert or show you went to? Oh, Jesus. Or uh, theater thing, I guess. Yeah. Um. Gosh, with COVID, I'm just like, oh Jesus, when was this? Um, this was in- I know I might need to scratch <laughs> this question. <laughs> no, no, I like it was um, uh, Santana. I think I went uh, on a oh. um, a duo uh, duo 24 hour um, with a client, and uh, nice. he took us to Santana in Las Vegas, and that was really fun. And oh, I bet uh, that was great. Yep, she and I just got to dance, and he got to watch, and it was perfect. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, 
what's something that brings you joy? Hmm. Right now, I have an amazing um, circle of girlfriends. And the, the, the things that bring me joy the most are when we get together and we um, all bring something to eat and something to drink and we just dive in with each other and there are tears and there's laughter and there's yes. deep connection and we've just like weaved a really deep and beautiful um, friendship together and it's so meaningful to me so they, these these four women bring me joy I love that that's my favorite mm -hmm. yeah. well cool that is that is the end of my rapid fire questions <clears throat> um <gasps> yay yeah <laughs> I just thank you for I for a note. I'm noticing that I'm not very good at rapid fire. So <laughs> I want to like think deeply about everything. Same. It's a at. blessing and something, a curse. Something to think deeply about is how I don't. Yeah. <laughs> think, rapid fire questions. Great. That's so great. But yeah, thank you again for taking the time. Um, also, if you do, you want to let uh our listeners our listeners know uh where to find you i'll put your links in the show notes as well but if you want to do it verbally you're welcome to sure yeah um yeah and they'll, they'll be in the show notes but um my name is amber delise and um, i'm on twitter as meet amber delise and my uh last name is spelled d-e-l-i-c-e and then my website is just meetamberdelise.com. And you can also Google me. And it is, I think, I think I'm the only Amber Delise in existence. So you'll find hey, me there it's too. It's a perk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perk. And then it also requires a third name um, for oh. like restaurant reservations and things. Um, when I don't want to put the name Amber Delise on things oh, yeah. to give away who I am, just in case you have any people poking around and seeing who's coming in with this client. <laughs> That's so yeah. smart. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> thank you again so, so much for taking the time. Um, and as always, it's so good to see your face. So good to see you too. Thank you for your eloquent questions and your beautiful reflection. And so good to see you. Yeah, of course. All right. I'm going to end recording. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, it's such a adorably clumsy exit to that interview. Um, I'm still learning how to do this and I appreciate all of your input and patience with me as I learn how to create something you all want to listen to. I thoroughly enjoyed that interview with Amber, which is why I say she will likely be back on the show. After we stopped recording, um, she and I ended up talking for about an hour. I so appreciate all of you listening. Uh, it's really wonderful to be able to create this for you. So if you have any feedback about how I can make it better, please let me know. Um, the Everything is in the show notes about how to get in touch with me. I've also included everything that we talked about in the interview with, with Amber. Um, all the links, all the, the, the safe sex comic, um, the show that she mentioned that like got her started thinking about being an escort. And all of the everything is in the show notes. Uh, I have made it as easy as possible for you to get access to all the things that we talked about that may have piqued your interest. Awesome. I think you're great. Everyone have a fantastic week. And um, I don't know. Spacey things. Hmm. One of my teachers always told me, 
reach for the moon because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars, which is very uh, inspirational poster-y, but I do like it. Just keep trying out there, everyone. It's a really hard time to be doing things, but um, no one can do it like you. So even if you land among the stars, maybe you'll just get covered in glitter like a, like you're in a strip club that we can't go to anymore. So, perks. I'm not